Onboarding and managing access to devices across your company may not be your headache, but I promise you it is somebody's headache. We'll talk about a tool to make it all better next on the Cyber24 Podcast presented by Valcom. And welcome to the Cyber24 Podcast, the weekly podcast dedicated to helping business and governmental leaders better understand the often intimidating topic of cybersecurity so you can make better decisions for your organization. We also look at interesting cybersecurity stories in the news and help make sense of them and see what lessons you can take from the cybersecurity incidents other organizations experience. I'm Marty Carpenter. I work in strategic communication, public affairs, and general problem solving. I'm joined today by an actual cybersecurity expert, Dan Schuyler of Valcom. Dan, I don't know about you. We're recording in the morning. We usually record in the afternoon. I can't seem to get my voice going. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing okay so far. My voice is hanging in there. I've got my my ice water next to me, so well, we'll, we'll drink up. liberally. Yeah, cross <laughs> our fingers we make it through it. Every time I'm talking, you take a drink. Every time you're talking, I take a drink. And just for the record, since we're talking about a drinking game, mine is mine's lemonade. Just regular old, not hard lemonade. Lemonade. Uh, hey, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, Dan, a kind of a nice award for uh, you and your team at Valcom, named the 2020. Western Region Partner of the Year by Aruba ClearPass. Uh, so first of all, congratulations on the award. Give us uh, some context on, uh, on, on what that means for Valcom. Well, we've had a uh, long-standing strategic partner, partnership with Aruba uh, and ClearPass for quite some time. And this, uh, this award was based on um, a bunch of different sales metrics that we uh, achieved, and um, we've we've uh, we're very happy to have uh, won that award. That's great. Um, you know, I think for a lot of our listeners, they'll recognize the name Aruba ClearPass because they run some ads during this uh, podcast, and uh, we're grateful to have their support. But it, it, just as I saw the award and thought, well, that's something we should maybe discuss a little bit. I, I, I thought let's get into um, not just ClearPass, but sort of what ClearPass does, and and from there. So maybe let's start with there with uh, at that point. What problem does Aruba ClearPass address? How is it designed to help a business? I think the easiest way to describe it is it's a, um, it's a security guard for your wired and wireless internal network. So it performs a couple of different types of authentication to only allow uh, authorized people on your wired and wireless network. And it, and it does it through what's called uh, 802.1x, which is a, net, net, is a network access control protocol. Um, and so it's, it's a network access control solution um, that integrates seamlessly with um, any type of authentication uh, service that you're using. For example, if you're using Active Directory with Radius, uh, ClearPass will integrate seamlessly with that to authenticate um, your employees and allow them access to both the wired and wireless network. So to me, when you say uh, guarding access there, I'm thinking of people who may come into the business. You, you see this a lot of times in businesses, a guest comes in for a meeting, they need Wi-Fi, and this deals with sort of controlling what their access point is? What, what their access is. So on a guest network, normally what you do is you only allow guests to access the outside internet. They don't have any access to your internal production network. And that is a function of ClearPass. So a guest comes on and the, the ClearPass recognizes them as a non-authorized user and they can 
then they are permitted to access the guest network, which again, just gives them access to the internet. And ClearPass not only um, identifies and authenticates users, but it also um, identifies and authenticates devices uh, that are allowed on the network through certificates. So that's sort of the added layer of security, if you will. Not only are you authenticating and authorizing individuals that are approved to be on your network, both again, wired and wireless, but you're also allowing um, specific devices to be allowed on the network or not authorized based on how they're configured and how they're certified. And, and that's done through a, a certificate process as well. And there is some level, ClearPass does offer some uh, level of configuration management as well uh, with regards to eliminating vulnerabilities. So you can set some parameters within ClearPass uh, to look for devices that have specific security configurations. And if those devices uh, fail that test, that security configuration test, ClearPass will not permit them on the network. So for example, um, a specific type of endpoint security could be one of those requirements, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So again, not only are you authenticating the user and the device, but you're also making sure that the device has some basic security configuration settings enabled. You know, I, it seems like something we may have spoken about on a, an episode that would have been a long time ago, though, that I, I think a lot of businesses are maybe sophisticated enough to say, oh, we have Wi-Fi in the office and we need to set up a guest one so that everybody who comes in doesn't just get our Wi-Fi password and sort of all access to all things. But there are some some actual connection points, not Wi-Fi, but an actual hardwire point where you might have someone who could walk in with a cable and go into an empty office or something like that and, and plug into the wall. Does this help protect in those types of situations as well? Yeah, and that's a common vulnerability within an organization. Uh, you hear it all the time on uh, these stories about pen testers getting into an organization and connecting a device into the wired network and now they can exfiltrate data, et cetera, et cetera, because they've, they've been able to uh, gain access to the wired network. And ClearPass does provide uh, wired network access control uh, again, so you can only authenticate devices that are permitted on the network or only authenticate or allow certain ports uh, to be accessible. So you could disable, for example, if you had a conference room that you know wasn't going to be used, you could disable all of those wired ports. So if somebody did go in there, uh, a hacker went in there, or somebody who was not authorized and tried to hook up to the wired network, they wouldn't have any connectivity. And when we say whether or not the, uh, in that example, a hacker who's authorized, is it done by like, is it a matter of recognizing the device? I mean, it's obviously not recognizing the person, but someone goes to get on the Wi-Fi, it's saying this device, this laptop they're using or this phone they're using, is not recognized and so we shuffle them over here. It's, it, there's an element of device recognition to this, right? Correct, yeah, absolutely, yes. Okay, so in essence, it's a little bit in the same realm of device management for a company saying, these are the ones that are ours and we know these are the ones that are ours and this is how we're gonna manage anybody who comes in who's not one of ours. Yes, and you can, you can be very specific with the devices. Again, it's all uh, certificate-based, and you can allow employees to BYOD, bring their own devices, and access 
the production network or depending on the devices that you're allowing, you're permitting uh, or denying, they would only have access to the guest network. So their, for example, their work laptop would have access to the production network, but if they brought in another device uh, and they accessed, they, they logged on to the wireless network, it would say that, well, this does, the user is authenticated, but the device is not. So we're gonna push you over to the guest network because we don't want this device on our production network. You can configure ClearPass in many different ways with regards to what you're authorizing uh, and permitting on the network. Again, based on the user uh, and the device uh, and other criteria too, like uh, IP addresses, et cetera, et cetera. Does something like ClearPass then make sense for businesses of all sizes or is there sort of a certain like, ah, oh, you gotta have more than five people for this to make sense? Or does it say like, if you're, if you're more than a sole proprietor, one person who's in and the only person who's there, this becomes a good thing to look into? So I don't think it's based on the, the size of the organization. I think it's based, uh, clear, using ClearPass or considering ClearPass would be based on the type, of, uh, the type of business that you're running, the type of data that you're trying to protect, uh, the type of segmentation you want or need on your network, um, et cetera, et cetera. So really it comes down to what you're trying to secure on your network versus what you're giving um, guests access to and how you wanna segment that network as well. And so there's a, you know, there's a variety of use cases where ClearPass makes sense, but um, I don't think that the size of the organization wouldn't be one. It's really what, what is your business? What is your mission statement? What type of data do you have? And what type of uh, network segmentation do you need? Yeah, and just what kind of people may have, you know, proximity access to your Wi-Fi network, it would sound like. I think about the businesses I go into, and I do consulting work, so I go into a lot of different high-rise buildings or whatever in town. And if you go to get on the Wi-Fi in one, you know, you might be at a law firm on the eighth floor and go, oh, let me, is there a guest Wi-Fi I can jump on? and your computer pulls up the list and it's basically everyone three floors up and three floors down that you have pretty much full strength. And if that's not locked off or some, some kind of protection there. So physical um, proximity, you know, we, you can tend to think like your brain can sort of think I'm on this floor and this is where I have access, but it's really, you know, it, it kind of puts a big bubble around everything. So not a bad idea to have in place for anyone who's in any type of, of shared facility, I would imagine. Yeah, and the other benefit of ClearPass is that really for a, a network admin who is constantly uh, monitoring the network and adding users or devices, ClearPass makes that really seamless and easy to do. And it integrates uh, seamlessly with uh, Aruba's wireless access points. And it makes setting those up uh, very easy as well. So you have the Aruba access points and ClearPass. They, they work together. They integrate really well. And from again, from a network management perspective, uh, it makes it really easy for those administrators to do that. Good stuff. All right. Uh, Cyber24 is presented each week by our friends at Valcom. Valcom is a Utah-based IT solutions and service provider with drive for getting IT right. From ironclad security to computing and beyond, Valcom's 35-plus years means they have the experience and expertise to help your business from desktop to data center. Hey, when we come back, we're less than 100 days away from the November election, believe it or not, and more states are scrambling to pull off what we here in Utah have been doing for a number of years, hold secure vote by mail elections. 
uh, an unlikely army of volunteers eager to help out. We're going to talk about that. We're back with more on the Cyber 24 podcast presented by Valcom right after this. Listen, IT leaders, I know how hard it is to manage your security posture. With dozens of different security technologies that vary in process, application, and response, wouldn't it be nice if you had security baked right into your actual server hardware? HPE's Gen 10 servers offer exactly that. As Utah's biggest HPE Platinum partner, Valcom believes that your server infrastructure should be a priority in your defensive strategy. Protect your organization with innovations in firmware protection, malware detection, and firmware recovery, right down to the silicone. Learn more and check out Valcom's on-demand webinar with HPE at vlcm.com slash server dash security. That's vlcm.com slash server dash security. At Valcom, they know IT departments are overwhelmed with too many technologies to manage, too many alerts to weed through, and have too little staff to do it all. To help lighten the load while eliminating blind spots, Valcom highly recommends adopting Aruba ClearPass into your environment. From IoT to an always-on mobile workforce, especially now, organizations are more exposed to attacks than ever before. With Aruba ClearPass, you can get agentless visibility and dynamic role-based control for seamless security enforcement and response across your wired and wireless networks. How's that for making things easier? As a Platinum Aruba partner holding the Aruba ClearPass specialization, Valcom has the highest certified engineers to design, implement, and test your ClearPass environment. Learn more or request a free consultation by visiting vlcm.com slash clearpass. That's vlcm.com slash clearpass. Well, welcome back to the Cyber24 podcast presented by Valcom, continuing our discussion with Dan Schuyler of Valcom. You know, here in Utah, Dan, vote by mail has been the standard for the last several election cycles. And we've had elections officials uh, on the show in the past to talk about how they keep voter data secure and how they protect the integrity of the election. And what it boils down to is essentially, we have a paper trail on the voting machines. Uh, when they have voting machines, they have a paper trail on the voting machines and they're never connected to anything. And then when they do them by mail, they go and have all these other procedures in place to make sure things are safe. Well, now the whole country's trying to do vote by mail because of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, you know, not all of them have the expertise to try to pull that off and when, that when it comes to tabulating votes and then uh, storing the data that's there and all types of issues that may pop up. Uh, so this caught my eye. Uh, University of Chicago initiative called the Election Cyber Surge aims to act as a matchmaker between local election officials who may not have access to cybersecurity services and qualified experts who want to help. This according to NBC News. Officials will be able to choose an area of concern then pick from a list of professionals willing to help via phone or video chat, uh, a necessity during the pandemic. So what you've got here is a program of about 50 vetted volunteers that will, uh, that number will likely double, they say, uh, most identified through a university database of trusted cybersecurity professionals. This, this just jumped out to me because we've got, a, we've got an issue, uh, we've got a potential issue, however you want to frame it, and here are some cybersecurity professionals who are saying, yeah, we're willing to step up and help out uh, to make sure that the election comes off. Uh, what do you make of that, Dan? Is that something that uh, doesn't it just kind of make your heart warm a little bit? Well, it's it's nice that there are people that are willing to volunteer and help out because clearly there is a lack of uh, resources, especially experienced resources. 
uh, cities and counties are doing these elections, vote by mail elections, and you know, this is a new process for some. Uh, it's old hat for others, but there, as the article stated, there's clearly a lack of uh, resources and subject matter experts when it comes to uh, security. And so creating this uh, database of volunteers uh, is a great idea. And they're also looking at um, leveraging and utilizing uh, security resources uh, and subject matters, subject matter experts from DEF CON, uh, which is online this year as well. And we, we've talked about this before. Uh, I think the federal government has looked at, looked to Black Hat and DEF CON in the past for assistance with certain cybersecurity related topics and issues. Um, and they, they should, I mean, that is probably going to be a, a, a well of, of, expertise uh, that you can potentially uh, rely on and get help from. And, and so to see these volunteers come forward and to create this volunteer database is, is pretty cool because again, uh, states, cities and states uh, and counties are struggling with that. Yeah. Well, when I read it, uh, just a tip of the cap to you, when I read it, I thought, you know, this is the kind of thing that I think Dan would do. He'd jump in and help out. He's, he'd get involved to help his community and make sure things ran smoothly. So that's why I brought it up for the show is I thought this sounds like something Dan would do. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to, happy to volunteer and help. And um, actually we'll probably uh, throw my hat in the, uh, the database if they'll accept it. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, uh, as we wrap up this week, uh, this is your second go round. I think this will be the second or third show where we've done our new segment that the people just love. They're demanding it, Dan. What's cool this week uh, where we'll take a weekly look at uh, the end of every episode just to say, here's something I found that's kind of cool. It doesn't have to be cybersecurity related at all. So uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first this week? Yeah, I'll go first. And I'm going to recommend a podcast in the cybersecurity genre called Darknet Diaries. And the unique thing about this podcast is the podcast host uh, does a lot of research with regards to um, hack uh, data breaches and hacks that have happened in the past and really gets into the nitty-gritty and the weeds about how they happened and, and what, the, what the end result was and what the goal of the hacker was. They also talk about uh, particular subject matter experts in penetration testing, uh, both physical and uh, non-physical penetration testing. So it's a really, it's a really in-depth look at particular events that have happened in the past with related to data breaches and hacks. And um, if anybody is interested in that, I think you they would find this this podcast quite uh, quite entertaining and quite informative. Great. So going back a couple of weeks to my. First or second recommendation, maybe it's on an upcoming episode. I, I got one that's in line with that, uh, that that you've probably heard about. It's a book called Sandworm. So you can read Sandworm, you can listen to Darknet Diaries, and you'll just continue to add to your expertise that comes along with listening to the Cyber24 podcast. Uh, okay, my, mine this week has very little to do with cybersecurity. Uh, just thinking about what's what's new in my world this week. I, I've, I have, I'm not a, a big Netflix binge guy. But I found a show that I actually have liked. And so here's my recommendation. Uh, Space Force with Steve Carell and uh, John Malkovich. It is, it takes like an episode or so to get its legs under it. Some of the language a little salty for our younger listeners maybe. But 
it really gets picks up some steam and mostly uh, when it boils down to it, it's somewhat of a fish out of water. It's a military guy who's not terribly uh, science uh, inclined, who is now suddenly running a new branch of the military space force. And it is a comedy and it's funny, but uh, it's sort of the fish out of water in that he's surrounded by people who really know what the heck they're doing. And he's trying to run it like a military uh, operation and sort of the, the office-like shenanigans that happen from that. So there's my recommendation for the week, uh, Space Force on Netflix. I've seen the previews and they look interesting. So based on your recommendation, I'll check it out. Uh, hey, as we wrap up this episode, I want to thank our sponsors at Valcom. At Valcom, you get much more than a dedicated IT retailer. They become an extension of your IT team. Whether you're a startup or an enterprise, Valcom has the technical sales and engineering expertise to make your business more effective and more productive. You can check them out at vlcmtech.com to learn more about Valcom's end-to-end solutions, the technology vendors they partner with, and more. That's vlcmtech.com. I also want to thank our supporting partners, the Utah Department of Technology Services, the Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute, Secuvant, the Utah Attorney General's Office, and the Utah Department of Public Safety. You can follow us on Twitter at Cyber24 underscore, or you can catch up with us on Facebook as well. Hit us up in either place and let us know what you think, or if you have a topic you'd like to discuss. You can also rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for your time this week, and uh, have a great week, man. Marty, always a pleasure, and you have a great week as well. All right, thanks, everyone. Stay safe online.